This is the Mainly Plants Podcast. My name is Ryan Furman, and I am a certified plant-based nutritionist. Uh, the website is mainlyplants.com, at Mainly Plants on social media. Um, you can get a hold of me through the website or the social media, or ryan at mainlyplants.com. Uh, thanks for using the click-through at the top of the website uh, to do your Amazon purchases. Just click through, bookmark it, do your shopping, um, and uh, sign up for the email list on mainlyplants.com. There is a a menu link for the email list. Sign up. You'll I don't I don't do more than like two emails a week, if that. Um, but you'll get tips, tricks, um, as well as discounts and stuff like that that you otherwise normally wouldn't get. So that's out of the way. Uh, sorry that the podcast is late this week uh, by about a day. Uh, some stuff happened yesterday that allowed me to not do the podcast and put it up on time. But here it is. So. This week, going to be talking about some foods that you thought that that are plant-based, 100%, no, let me start over, let me get my, I didn't do my tongue exercises, foods that you thought are plant-based but actually aren't, uh, they might have something that is uh, an animal product in them, but before we get to that, I wanted to cover uh, a few a few listener questions, so Uh, The first one comes from Rochelle, and she says, quote, I'm ready to have my initial blood tests that you talk about on the podcast. What do I ask for? Do I just say I want the usual, but do I add the micronutrients? So when you're going for your blood test, and in case you're new, I recommend you getting your blood tested once a year. It shows you how your levels are internally. If your cholesterol is high, if you have body inflammation, stuff like that. Stuff that you wouldn't be able to gauge on the outside, just looking at yourself in the mirror. So whether you're a male or a female, when you go to the doctor, what I recommend asking for is a full lipid panel, that is your cholesterol and triglycerides and all that kind of good stuff, body inflammation, and basically just ask for a full physical blood test. Make sure that it covers at least body inflammation, as well as your full lipid panel. Ask them to include your hormones, especially if you're a guy, ask for your testosterone. And uh, if you can get your liver and kidney values done also, that's great. A lot of times insurance won't cover your testosterone, stuff that's kind of outside of the physical, basic physical blood test, because if you're not showing signs, then a lot of times they they won't cover it. So at least cholesterol, and body inflammation. Just ask for a full physical, a normal physical blood panel. Uh, you should Your insurance should allow you to do that at least once a year. You can always try and pay extra and try to finagle the doctor to get you to do, to, to allow them to do the testosterone, uh, estrogen, hormones like that, liver, kidney values, and, uh, and that way you can kind of get a, a better picture of, of what's going on. Now, as for the micronutrients, most most labs, I know out in Phoenix we have LabCorp and uh, SonoraQuest, but most, no matter where you are in the country, most labs do not have the capabilities of doing micronutrients. You can Google in your area and see what specialty labs do micronutrient tests. And the only thing with this is that insurance 99.99% of the time doesn't cover micronutrient tests. So you're gonna have to come out of pocket they range between three and five hundred dollars. However, if you've never done one before and it's not going to break the bank, I recommend doing it. 
there's no downside aside from financially to doing it. It's going to get you a good a good perspective of if you're lacking anything, if you're too high in anything. So if you can if you can swing that, I recommend doing that. If you need recommendations for your area, please get a hold of me and ask me to uh, to give you a recommendation for your area. Okay. Uh, the next question was about juicing versus blending. What's the pro and con, and what do I recommend? So, there's a few different train, you know, schools of thought on this. Juicing is great in terms of it gives you a quick and easy rush of of micronutrients to your body. So, you know, if if you don't usually take a, a multivitamin and you you want to do juice instead, that's great. The only thing is, is that it doesn't take the place of eating whole, raw, or not whole, you know, raw or not, but whole plant-based foods. It doesn't take the place of eating a salad. It doesn't take the place of doing a stir fry. Because when you're juicing, you're removing a lot of the fiber, if not all of it. So, and also when you juice, it's it's a high sugar content. So if you're going to be juicing, I recommend doing it earlier in the day, maybe for breakfast, and use as little fruit as you can in the juice. I know it's tough because you know vegetable juices don't taste the best, but when you're juicing a lot of fruit juice, uh, it's going to give you a lot of a lot of sugar, and that's not something that you want. I recommend doing like kale or spinach, some celery, some cucumber, some some. Uh, some ginger, lemon, and apple, maybe. But you don't want to do something that's a bunch of fruit and then maybe a little bit of spinach. The, the uh, Comparing that to, to blending, blending's a little better in my book because you're getting the whole plant in there. So you're not removing anything. It's a little more filling. It's kind of, I use it more as a meal replacement. Uh, say, I got to be somewhere. I don't have time to sit down and eat something. Get a smoothie. Make sure, again, it's not a bunch of fruit. Make sure that it is, uh, you know, not dairy that they use. A, if you're going out for it, make sure they use a, a plant-based milk, you know, coconut milk or almond milk or whatever it is. And, uh, and like I said, make sure there's not a bunch of fruit in it. And if you're getting a, bro- a protein powder in there, again, make sure that they're not using a whey or a casein powder. Make sure they're using a plant-based powder. And if you're using a plant-based powder, the best kind of powders are a blend. So don't just use pea protein or just hemp protein. Use a hemp, pea, rice, you know, chia seed blend. That way you're getting a, a, a different, a bunch of different strains of protein in there. But not to, not to digress too much and get too far off topic. I recommend blending more than juice. Juicing is not bad for you. It is more sugar. It's not getting fire. You're not getting the fiber that you need. So it's not a replacement for your whole foods. It's in addition to... Um, don't juice that much. Do it earlier in the day. And cold pressed is much better than regular. Regular juicing, it heats up the juice while it's processing. And when you use heat, you kill off nutrients. That's why cold pressed juice is better. It, it doesn't heat up the juice when you're, when you're juicing. That way you're not killing off nutrients. I hope that answers the question. If it's not clear, uh, please get a hold of me also. Uh, the last question. So, there's this been there's been this article that's been circulating this week about copper toxicity from kale, and a few people have sent it to me and said, you know, what the hell's the deal with this? Is kale bad for me? Um, 
you know, I want to I want to read the article to you. It's not terribly long, just so you can kind of get a, a perspective of what the article is before I, I answer it. So it goes like this. Um, Kale, coconuts, and avocados could be bad for you. Experts say there's something metallic lurking in these foods, in our water and elsewhere that could be making us feel miserable. Anxiety, trouble focusing, exhaustion, and an all-around mental funk are familiar symptoms for a lot of people. People will come in with very non-specific symptoms. They feel moody, have depression, difficulty falling asleep, Dr. Svetlana Kogan explained. After some investigation, Dr. Kogan, an internist, said she found that copper is increasingly the culprit. Copper is an essential element, she explained. Like iron, our bodies need copper for normal growth and health, Dr. Kogan said. Certain foods like shellfish, leafy greens, cashews, and chickpeas are naturally high in copper. These are wonderful things to have as part of our diet, but if somebody is consuming excess, they could certainly be at risk, she said. At risk for a condition known as copper toxicity. If you had six cups of coffee and you're feeling jittery, that's the feeling to describe copper toxicity, she explained. An increase in vegetable-based diets may also be contributing to to copper overload, Kogan said. Environmental exposure to things like copper, water pipes, let me back up, environmental exposure to things like copper, water pipes may also be a factor. We always recommend to have your water tested, said Rob Zadati. Zadati, co-owner of Gold Metal Service, said if the pH of your water is not within a safe range, it will start to deteriorate the lining of your copper pipes. While you might not be able to taste, taste the copper in your water, there are other telltale signs it's there. Bluish stains or greenish stains in their tubs, Mike Jackson explained. Jackson is a technical field supervisor at Gold Metal. He recommended a water filtration system. As for treating copper toxicity, Kogan prescribed an infrared sauna. Patient is literally sweating out the toxins, she said. More importantly, as she outlines in her book, Diet Slave No More, Kogan said it's important to eat foods that are balanced, full of rainbow-colored vegetables and fruits, and avoid focusing on one group, she said. Prolonged use of estrogen medications such as birth control pills may also contribute to an increased level of copper in the body. Several studies have also shown that daily exposure to copper can lead to Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. So, a couple problems that I see here off the bat. Um, First of all, she says that, um, you know, eat a diet that's the full rainbow color of vegetables and avoid focusing on one group. Well, yeah, you should always eat a varied diet. If you eat too much of anything, it's going to be bad for you. If you have too much water, you can literally drown yourself. Uh, you know, if you have too much butter, if you have too much steak, if you have too many may, if you could eat, if you ate an excess of mangoes, you're not going to feel well. There's, you know, you're going to develop deficiencies in a certain area and have too much of, of, of another nutrient in another area. You know, it's this is all it is is a scare tactic. It's just a clickbait. It's a headline just to make the rounds. You'll notice that she says these are wonderful things to have in our diet, but if somebody is consuming excess, they could certainly be at risk. Well, obviously, like I said, if you're eating excess of anything, you're at risk of something. So it's in my opinion, this is a non-article. Uh, furthermore, she says that the the treatment for copper toxicity is to do an infrared sauna, which makes you sweat. So you're sweating out the toxins, or you just incorporate regular exercise into your diet or into your, your daily routine. You're going to be sweating. You sweat out any toxins that are in your body anyway. Uh, 
So keep eating kale, keep eating chickpeas, keep eating avocados, keep eating all that good stuff. Just don't eat in excess, as anybody with a brain could could would know, right? I always say, when you eat your salad, make sure there's a ton of different ingredients, a ton of different vegetables in it. If you're going to be juicing or blending, use don't just do 100% kale. Obviously, these are these are just things that that uh, you know it, it, they're a no-brainer, right? Don't eat in excess. There's not going to be a problem. Um, the 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 fact that they make this about about copper in you know the the, the title is it might be something in your salad is the reason that you're feeling out of sorts is just because they want to gain attention. These people know, these reporters know that that uh, the plant-based diet is becoming more and more popular, so they want to they want to gain your attention. This is a, it's a non-article. In my opinion, just to make a long story short, uh, not to be too long-winded about it, is this a problem? No, it's not. Keep keep doing what you're doing as long as you're eating a varied whole food plant-based diet. There's not going to be a problem. Okay, shifting gears a little bit into common foods that you thought were plant-based that actually are not. So, um, you know, there's the there's a big pitfall pitfall of the plant-based diet, and that is not knowing if you're eating animal products. You know, you might think that you are, but still not feeling great after you eat them, and you can't figure it out why. So, uh, what I have here are uh, several several foods that are not plant-based sometimes. So the first on the list is soup, right? So more often than not, and especially when it's in restaurants, soups are made from stock that comes from chicken, fish, or beef. A lot of the times they'll even use ham stock, especially if it's like a split pea soup. Uh, Even most vegetable soup is made with animal stock. So what I would say is, Opt for homemade soup instead. Make it from scratch. It's very easy to do. Just saute some vegetables in a pan first, then put them in you know the boiling water with a bunch of other vegetables. Season it to taste. It's not going to be. It's not that hard, and it's kind of satisfying. It's fun to do. What you can also do is at uh, the grocery store. I'm not sure if it's in major grocery stores. I know it's in. We have Sprouts out in Arizona, but at like a, a Whole Foods stuff like that, they have vegan vegetable bouillon cubes that are 100% plant-based. So you can utilize one of those. But if you're going to be eating out, just ask, right? Ask the server. Even ask the server to ask the chef because a lot of the times servers will answer and they don't 100% know. They'll just say, oh yeah, it's a, veg- it's a vegetarian soup. It's a vegetable soup. Obviously, there's no animal products in it. They're not going to have a problem asking the chef. The chef's not going to have a problem answering. Better be safe than sorry because most soups do have animal products in them, whether the stock or, you know, cut up pieces of ham or whatever. Uh, Next on the list, salad dressings. You might be surprised to know that a lot of chefs make their salad dressings um, with a base that comes from bacon fat, which is kind of gross. And it's because it just makes it taste better. Um, Caesar Caesar dressing, I'm sure a lot of you know, some of you might not. It, uh, it, it utilizes blended anchovies. So, same thing. If you're eating out, ask the server to ask the chef if the dressing is 100% plant-based. If you don't want to ask, if you have a problem asking or, or you just don't want to deal with it, just ask for no salad dressing and then ask for some olive oil and a half a lemon 
on the side. You can just dress it up yourself or olive oil and vinegar. Every restaurant has it, super easy to do. Uh, so it's it's not that hard. But just don't, don't assume that the dressing is going to be plant-based, even if it doesn't say that it has animal products in it. Again, ask the server to ask the chef. A lot of the time servers don't know. And this is not to knock servers, but you know, they're, they're busy enough. Sometimes they just don't realize. <clears throat> uh, the next thing, Worcestershire sauce, or if you come from the Northeast, Worcester sauce, because apparently you guys don't speak English up there, but Worcestershire sauce. So this one actually kind of surprised me when I found out. But standard Worcestershire sauce is made with, again, blended anchovies. However, you can buy plant-based Worcestershire sauce that tastes exactly the same by a company called Annie's Naturals. So just you can either order it online or order it on Amazon. A lot of uh, major grocery chains carry Annie's now. And this one bummed me out because I have I you know I I fell into the pitfall also. I have tried I've had Worcestershire sauce since I've been plant-based, not knowing that it has anchovies in it. Even if I wasn't plant-based, uh, anchovies gross me out, so I, you know, it would bum me out either way. So just be careful. Uh, tortillas. A lot of the time, tortillas, especially if they're in a restaurant, are made with lard. They use lard on the on the stovetop to fry them up. Now, to be fair, a lot of brands, major brands, store-bought brands, have removed the lard, but it's worth double-checking. Uh, you know, if you're not sure in the, by the ingredient list, Google it. Or if you're eating at a restaurant, just ask, again, ask, 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 ask. No, I've never, I've been in a million restaurants since I've been plant-based. I ask a lot. Nobody has a problem. They're always very accommodating. Um, if you are in a classy establishment, such as Taco Bell, Chipotle, or Baja Fresh, they have verified that their tortillas actually are 100% plant-based. They use no lard or butter or anything like that in them. So you're safe if you have to get uh, fast food in a pinch on the go. Now, next, gummy bears, marshmallows, jelly, jello, pretty much anything with gelatin in it uh, is not plant-based. And this is because gelatin is made from the refinement of animal bones, connective tissues, and organs, which is super disgusting and a real big bummer because I love gummy snacks. I, I'm not, I don't have a big sweet tooth, but... My one vice is like Peachios and gummy bears. I love that. So, you know, uh, don't uh, don't fall into that pitfall because you're going to be eating rendered tendons and connective tissues and bones. Uh, I was actually, yeah, it's a funny story. I was, uh, Thanksgiving this year, I was with my family and I was sitting next to my brother's girlfriend and she was eating a cranberry sauce that somebody made. And it was like a cranberry marshmallow fluff cranberry sauce and she asked me why I wasn't eating it and uh, I said because you know it's got animal products in it and she asked me how this could possibly have animal products in it and I asked her if she, if I would if she would like me to ruin her meal now while she's eating it or afterwards and she opted for now so I told her that marshmallows have gelatin in them which comes from rendered bones which kind of put a damper on her enjoyment of it but Better be safe than sorry. Better know than not know. Now, there are uh, plant-based vegan-friendly options for gelatin, and it's pectin or or starch. Uh, there are some starches that are uh, gelatinous. 
So if you're looking at the ingredients list, ingredient list, you're not sure. If it's got pectin in it instead of gelatin, then you're okay. So again, you might want to put down the gummy bears and the peachios until you know that it's plant-based. Now, beer and wine. Sorry to you know, burst your bubble. I'm sure that your world is crumbling down around you right now. But a lot of beer and wine is not plant-based. And you might be asking yourself how. Well, a lot of beer and wine is clarified and filtered using isinglass. And isinglass is fish bladder, um, which is pretty gross. They use it to remove the impurities and to clarify the beer and wine. However, a lot of companies are making the switch and not using that. Now, if you're not sure if, if what you're drinking is vegan-friendly, plant-based, go to barnivore.com. It's B like boy, A-R-N, like Nancy, I-V-O-R-E.com, barnivore.com. You can go on your phone or they have a desktop version as well. And you literally put in the brand uh, of, the, of the beer or wine that you're drinking. So you can do like Lagunitius IPA or you know so-and-so Chardonnay and it'll come up and it'll tell you if it's vegan or not. So if you're at the store not, not knowing and you want to get your drink on that night, go to barnivore.com, check it out. The next one I'm sure a lot of you know, but pesto. A lot of pesto, especially if it's store-bought or restaurant quality, is not plant-based and that's because they, you know, they blend up Parmesan cheese in it. You know, pesto is made from basil, garlic, olive oil, and pine nuts, but a lot of times they will throw Parmesan in it. kind of gives it a consistency and a taste. It's super easy to make on your own. It's, it's way easier. It's way cheaper to make it at home rather than buy it in the store. So what I recommend is just buying a bunch of basil, buy some garlic. I'm sure you have olive oil at home, and then pine nuts if you want to. And you, what you do is just toss everything in the Cuisinart and blend it up and you have your own pesto sauce that's plant-based, just salt and seasoned to taste, super easy to do, and you don't have to worry about having Parmesan cheese. A lot of non-dairy creamers actually are not plant-based, and you might be thinking, uh, it's non-dairy, how is it not plant-based? A majority of brands contain calcium propionate, and that's made from ground up bones. So while it doesn't have dairy in it, it still has an animal product in it, that product being bones. So uh, you, if you're not sure, double check, but you might be having a nice, hot, tasty cup of bone coffee to gross you out. And the last on the list is energy drinks. Uh, this one was a pitfall for me also. You know, I like drinking, well, I used to like drinking vodka and energy drinks. This was back, gosh few years ago before the hangovers really start to catch up with you. But you shouldn't be drinking this shit for a whole slew of reasons. But energy drinks, nine times out of 10, contain an ingredient called taurine. I'm sure you've heard of taurine before. Taurine, unless it's synthetically made, taurine is made, it's, it's made from animal tissues, okay? And it's a major component of bile, which is found in the large intestine of animals. Okay, so they render down the intestine, they extract the taurine, and they use it in energy drinks. Now, like I said, some taurine is produced synthetically. So if you really want an energy drink, you should probably Google it. 
because I've looked on the back of energy drinks and it'll say taurine, but it doesn't say whether it's synthetically produced or naturally derived. Uh, this is the one case where you, where if you're going to have an energy drink, you want the synthetically produced ingredient over the naturally derived because naturally derived, again, comes from bile in the large intestine of animals, most notably bulls. That's why Red Bull is called Red Bull because they used the taurine from bulls. Um, I'm not sure if they produce it synthetically now. I don't care to find out. I don't drink energy drinks anymore because they are bad for you, like I said, for a, a host of other reasons, which I'll get into in a future podcast. So don't drink it, period. But if you're going to, uh, Google it, see if it's synthetic first. So just to go over the list again, um, be sure, be better safe than sorry on your soups, salad dressing, Worcestershire sauce, tortillas, gummy bears or anything with gelatin, marshmallows, beer and wine, pesto, energy drinks, and non-dairy creamers. It's better safe than sorry. These are not the only uh, food products that, that people get tripped up on. This is just kind of a starter list. But the, the way to combat this is to buy as much as you can of food products that don't have an ingredient list, meaning come from the produce section, don't have a nutrition list, don't need one because all it is is kale or avocado or bell pepper. You know what I'm saying. You know what I'm getting at. The more whole foods, the better. Eat a varied diet. You won't have a problem with calcium poisoning or anything else like that. Again, it's just scare tactics. Um, If you have any questions, comments, concerns about anything that I went over, or if you have a question that you want me to answer on a future podcast, please, please get a hold of me, ryan at mainlyplants.com. Sign up for the email list. Tell a friend. Please go to iTunes. Rate and review the podcast. It'll help me out, which will help you out. And again, until next week, go eat a salad.